Okay, so in uh, yesterday's shiur, today's we learn at Daf Chavdal, um, not yesterday's, in uh, previous shiur, I should say. Um, so we ended with the mission that discussed whether you can mavashil, you can cook up Yerek of Shvit with Shemen of Truma. Chachamit says no, because you're going to end up shortening the life of one of them, but due to the halach of the other. We said there were two ways to understand that, either because Manbu arrives and you have to destroy the Truma, or maybe it becomes time and you have to destroy the, 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 um, the vegetables that have kushu So those are two ways of understanding it. And Rebbe, may, Rebbe Shimon, he said it was matir, meaning it's not a problem. So what we see here is this aligns to another debate, which I made reference to already when we, in, in last year, of the broader debate of whether you can be vikonchimidei psul, which means if you have a look, it says tamantanin, and we learn elsewhere, this is a mission in Zvachim, b'chulan hakonim when it comes to their capacity to eat, um, the parts of the korbanot that were given, they were allowed to eat. So obviously not from Ola, all, because all Ola is fully, fully burnt up, but you, could, but you can imagine, say, for a chatat, the, the basso that they can eat it, and other, um, other, korban, other parts of other korbanot. It says in Torah, and the understanding is they can eat it, they can eat it any way they like. They can eat sluim, shlukim, mavushalim, sluim is roasted, shlukim is thoroughly cooked, mavushalim is just normally cooked. You're even allowed to place in spices that are chulin or even those of truma. Now you've got the words here, but they should be taken out as you understand. You'll see quite clearly from the rest of the continuation of the Gemara. However, in Mer it says, you cannot do that. Because the concern is, if you've used various spicings for the for the parts of the coin, add some spicing of the truma to part of the korban they're going to eat, and they don't finish it, then what's going to happen is, if it's left over to the next morning, it will become notar, and that has to be destroyed. And therefore, you're bringing, you're shortening the life of the truma due to the laws that apply to kodesh. You move the truma le psul. Okay, so we say. Um, so that, that's the reflection there. But what, what we understand is, which you have to look carefully in our Mishnah, the Stam opinion was you're not allowed to be Vashi Yerek, and Rabbi Shimon was the, the Mephura Shita says Matir, whereas we have the reverse, meaning in Zvachim, we have the Stam Shita says it was Mutar to add Truma spices to the Korbanot, where the where now we it, right there it was Rebbe Meir was a dissenting opinion that's explicitly cited that says you can't do that. So the stam is the yachid and yachid is the stam. They switch, if you like, the way Rebbe authored the Mishnah or compiled the Mishnah. Um, so what the Ella desnaba dahacha Rebbe Meir dahatam. Now the point of telling us this is what Reb, what um, what Reb, Reb Chaim is, is teaching us is that we learn. Therefore, in our Mishnah, despite the fact it looks like it appears that Reb Shimon's Yachid Cholek with the Rabbim, we're informed from Masechet Zvachim that the Stam in our Mishnah is Rebbe Meir. So there it's not a Yachid against Rabbim, it's a Yachid against Yachid. So therefore we apply the principle, if you have a debate between Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Shimon, who's the Halach alike? So therefore the Gemara says, Remember Shimon, Halach Rebbe Shimon. So therefore, our Mishnah, don't think because it's Yachid, it looks like a stam against a Yachid. No, it's really, we know quite clearly the stam and our Mishnah is a, is a Yachid as well. It's Rebbe Meir, and the Halachas, therefore, is like Rebbe Shimon. However, the Gemara continues, Amr Rabbi Yossa, he says differently, Amri, we asked of them, and Ami Nehigan Havina, what we used to do is, Mavashel al Yad al Yad We used to make sure that if we would cook up, um, if we cook vegetables with shemen of truma, we would do so in small amounts. 
to make sure that what? That weren't In other words, they'd engineer in a way that would never run into this problem. Mashma what? They were choshesh because of the shita of Rabbi Meir. Now we just said, based on the whole analysis, we did we said that halachas should be like Rabbi Shimon in our Mishnah, because really the Stam Shita is just Shita Rabbi Meir. You got Rishiba and Rabbi Meir, halachas ke Rabbi Shimon. So why were they doing so? So Maikadun. So we say halach which means as follows. In other words, because um, because Rebbe brought the Rashita Rebbe Mer Belashon Stam as in Lashon Chachamim, must mean that in the, in the context of Shmita, we should hold like Rebbe Mayer, despite the fact normally have Rebbe Mayer Rebbe Rebbe Shim Rebbe Mayer. In other words, because he authored the mission its way, where it was Rashita Rebbe Mayer was presented Stam. As if it was Kadar Chachamim, that's why they pass him, if you like, like Rabbi Mary in, in, in Bashvid. Okay, let's now, uh, let's continue. Um, fine. So he said, That was the second part of the mission that talks about if you kept on trading things at a Kushat Shvid, how the Kushat Shvid is passed along. So now I brought the example, but I'm going to, the Gemara brings example for us explicitly now. It says, Someone had perot shvit. And what he did, he traded that for some meat. They both now have kudusha shvit. Because what? Because as we said, the original product doesn't lose kudusha shvit, whatever it was. And that which you traded for it is the mei shvit. And therefore, if it's man beer arrived for that original product, you also have to, a beer would apply to the meat as well. Okay? Because if you put if you trade something for those it adopts a kedusha shvit as well. By way of derech mekach memka. Now, if you then lakach basa dagim, if you trade that that meat for fish, then yatsa basa the basa then no longer has kedusha shvit, and it pasu dagim now the dagim is kedusha shvit. So if you like, it's passed along the next transaction. Lakach badagim shemen. If you then trade that fish for shemen, yatsu dagim in isach shemen. Now the shemen has kedusha shvit, and the dagim are fine. So that's what it means in the Mishnah, the last thing in the, in the transactional chain, if you like, has Kedushat on the original thing that Kedushat Shviz doesn't lose a Kedushat Shviz. Now we ask the following questions. Now this is a fascinating question. We've just seen in our Mishnah that Kedushat Shviz transfers by way of Mecca Chumemka. Can it work by Derech Chilul? Meaning, in the same way, you've got kodshim, and I can and I can put a, something that's hektish. Can I put a kedusha shvit? Now, there seems to be a bit of a discussion here where there's talking about perish shvit itself. But Rav Chaim says it's talking about that has something as demei shvit. So, using our example, let's say someone had um, tra- traded the basar for um, basar for this perish shvit, and now that basar has is has kedusha shvit. Can I put a, Can I transfer that kedusha onto uh, money? Just not, not by way of a transaction. So Rabbi Yochanan says, well, why not? It seems to be, what's the difference? However, Rabbi Lazar says, no. It seems to be according to Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar, sorry, he says, no. It is only through a transactional way and not through pidayon. In other words, the concept of redemption doesn't work for things of Shvit is only through a transaction. So we now, now say, we seem to have bright um, that seem to support both positions. What are they? Manim asay le Rabbi Yochanan, kol mi sheyesh lo ma'ot midmei shviyis, hu rotzel lachalol al-lisato, mechalolo. 
So the first thing sounds explicitly like it's a it's a, a, a case of chilul. If someone has money that's trishishvis and he wants to and he wants to mechalali, he wants to use it for another purpose, he can simply transfer kedusha al isato on his bread. However, got many messiah Rebelazar. We also have, there's another teaching that says it like the Rebelazar, which is as follows: Someone has money kedushishvid. And he wants to use it, and he wants to buy a, uh, a garment or something. Now, you're not allowed to use Kushit for that purpose. So he needs the funds. What does he do? Now, according to what we've been saying, so according to Rabbi Yochanan, what, you, what should he do? He simply gets some bread at home and tries to it and be done with it. And then he can go off and use that money to buy his uh, new, new clothes. However, it doesn't say that. This seems to be like Rebbe Lazar, that the only way to remove the Kushit for the money is through Derek Mekah through a transaction. Uh, a purchase. So it says, Halach, so Holech Etzel Chenvani, Harigil Etzel. He goes to a Chenvani that he trusts. And what does he do? Vomel Tenli Bazul Peirot, Vuno Tenlo. Vomel Hare Pelo Elun Nimlachabamatana, Vachenveni Omer Harea El Sela, Zuno Nimlachabamatana. What does he do? He goes to Chenvani and he purchases some fruit off him. And then what, he, then what the Chenvani does is says, they go to each other and says, okay, here's your money as a gift and here's your Peirot as a gift. So at the end of the day, what happens? The, the guy himself, he has money that doesn't have Kedushat Shvitz. And the Chenvani, who he has a good relationship with, who was happy to do this deal with him, now the Kedushat Shvitz is on those payrot. And he sells fruit that has Kedushat Shvitz, if you like. And then what does he do? Now this whole round, now he's got the money that's now regular money, doesn't have Meshit. And he can go run off now and buy his uh, new suit that he wanted to buy. However, you see quite clearly here, the fact that you, you, you do this whole tznai with this shopkeeper to try and do, means that it only works direct merkach or memkar and not through um, simple chilul, meaning I just want to poiter this money, if you like, and transfer the kedusha onto my own bread. Okay, so that's a debate there. Next. Rev Yochanan Shati Cham Rav Yav Priti. Now, this is an interesting case here. What happened was is, he didn't want to give, you don't want to give Dmei Shviz to Ma'ama Aretz. There's a, there's a discussion around that because the concern they're not going to treat it with the prop Kedusha. So what would he do? Um, so what he would do, he'd go to a shop and they'd give him a bottle of wine. He would drink it all. Once he's finished drinking it, in other words, so he'd drink his wine, and then after that, he would then give the money over to the Amaaretz. But since, again, how does this whole transaction work, the Kedusha Chavit's transferred? It's if I, I, you know, I, you've got wine, and I purchase, I give you money, and we do a transaction, and therefore the Kedusha jumps from one to the other. But what he did was different. He would ensure that he would drink the wine first, so the wine that a kedusha is no longer in the world. So therefore, when he gives him the money, there's where's this kedusha shvitz going to come from to land on the money anymore? It's in his stomach. It's and that way, the money he would give the amaretz would not have kedusha shvitz. Okay, that's the way Reb Chaim explains it. Rush Zerul explains this whole subject differently. He explains it differently. He explains that it actually it was. The way he would do it was by derech matana and not derech mekachumemkar. That he would have had a good relationship with the shopkeeper, and he we wouldn't do it derech, like through a proper transaction. He would give it to him as a gift, and he would give him money as a gift at the end. That's the other way of explaining. It. But we'll continue like Reb Chaim, and he continues to super in that explanation. However, the Gemara says ad kadun Rabbi Yochanan. 
that makes sense. If you've got the, uh, the, you know, the, the gadol coming into your shop, you're going to give him a glass of wine and, 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 and he's going to, the shopkeeper is going to trust you in terms of what you're going to do. You're going to pay at the end. However, uh, in other words, because the shopkeeper knows the guy that he's going to end up paying him at the end anyway. One second, what's he going to do? What about anybody else? What about you who's going to go to the shop? You want to buy some wine and you don't want to give the Amar. It's What he would do, he would simply show him the money that he has and then take the, in other words, don't worry, I'll pay you. Then take the wine, drink it up and then hand it over. And that way, once again, by the time he hands it over, the, the product that is Kushashvis is no longer Be'olam, that it's Kushashvis can now jump from it, if you like, and land on the money. And that way, the money that's paid doesn't have Kushashvis. It's not considered Demeshvis. Now, this is a, a fascinating piece right now, and it's important. You'll see why. Um, halakhically, it says, What he would do, he would say, give it to me. What it would mean is he would do now. I'll, I'll read this inside Reb Chaim because it's re- really, really important. It says, "Who I who He said, "Give me my parachvis," and then later he'd pay him. Now what? Hadamim alav bechov. Therefore, now he simply owes him money. And the money he's paying him is priyat chov and not actually for the purchase of the of the of, of the peritrid. The svirale he holds to kishapureo tana kakh bechovo. When later on he pays off the debt, afilu haperpaolam, even if the food is still in his home, at like still present in the olam, einonipasim bed krushachvit. Why? Because if the money wasn't being used to purchase it, Ella, the money is being now done to Priyat Chov, it's paying off a debt. And, and that's as we, as the, and it continues with the Gemara. In other words, and that's why, by the way, I think I was, I was learning with, with, with uh, Mendy before, and he was saying that um, Rav uh, Korn, um, Kornfeld, I think he said, that when you're buying things, it's best to pay with a credit card rather than with money. And he thinks that's based on this idea, because therefore the money that's being paid is more like a chov that's being paid back and not in a straight transaction. Therefore, the money itself doesn't have doesn't end up getting kedusha shvis when you're buying produce that's kedusha shvis. So this is like mamash out of the sugya. Um, but anyway, I didn't. I mean, that's uh, you can take it up with Mendy later. But that's a uh, but that's uh, that's an uh, important you uh, saw that's coming out of the sugya. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> Which means as follows: You want you're not allowed to purchase servants, um, land, and non-kosher animals with meshvis because again, the meshvis should only be used for purchasing food that you're allowed to for like for consumption, and oil frying it, rubbing on skin, and things like we've said before. Similarly, it says, You're not allowed to bring a can is a pair of birds for a zav a zava. This is a man or a woman who says regular emissions and part of their Tara process, if there are a certain amount of emissions, was um, at the end of the Tara process after being korbanot, and similarly with your ledet after her um, after forty or, or um, eighty days, if it's a boy or a girl. And before that point, they're what's called a mechusar kipurim, meaning even if they're tahor, they have to bring this korbanot in order to eat the, in, a, in order to able to eat on korbanot in the future. 
Now, what the Gemara is saying is you're not allowed to bring, you used to make sure to purchase his korban and the Israel says, why are you mentioning these korbanot? Is because you might think since they're facilitating the ability of this person to partake, literally eat of korbanot, you might think this is considered like tzorach ochel, tzorach achila. So nonetheless, you still can't do that. In other words, the mission is telling us you cannot use the Meshvis for that purpose. Let's continue. And, and, and again, what's this idea of Yochal Kenegdan? Very importantly, I didn't really explain it yet. What it means is you meant to use your money from your own house equivalent to the value used to purchase this uh, the land or whatever it was, or in the case of the, the, the Korbanot, and then purchase other food and eat them with Dmei Shviz, uh, with Kedusha Shviz, treat them with Kedusha Shviz. And the general understanding is it's basically a knas, a fine. Okay? There is Reb Chaim, he uh, entertains the idea, you can see in the continuator of Chaim, that maybe it's some sort of... Uh, like a PDAon or something like that. But generally, people understand that it, it, I, as his first explanation, it's like a knas. Now, let's continue. You're also not allowed to treat vessels with oil. Again, again, the same uh, solution is you simply purchase other food to that same value and it consume that or treat with shvies. Now, what about leather that's been treated with shvies? What do you do with it? Rebbe Leazar says, Yidlak, Yidalek, what you have to do, you have to burn it. Meaning when Zman Biura arrives, since the oil could be extracted, you'd actually have to treat it like treat it with the Biura. And he understands the Biura here means to burn it. However, the Chachamim, the Chachamim says, no, Yochal Kenegdam. What you should do is actually, since he understands that once the oil is absorbed in the, absorbed in the leather, it's Ki'ilu Mevu'ar already Minolam, the Chachamim understands, already as if it's no longer in the world. Therefore, all, you, all, the, all that happens is the Knas applies to it, and you simply have to Yochal Kenegdam. Now, Amr Lefnei Rebbe Yakiva, Omer Ayar Rebbe Lazar, Osh Sachel B'Shem Shvir Yidalek. They said before Rebbe Yakiva, the Rebbe Lazar said that the oil, the, the leather that's been treated with uh, oil of Shvir has to be burnt. Amr Lem Shtok, silence. Lo Omer Lachim, because I don't want to reveal to you exactly Ma Rebbe Yezer Omerbo, what Rebbe Yezer says. Now, just uh, again, what did he say? Don't worry, when, when again, when uh, it's like... <laughs> Anyway, we'll see. You know, it said, I'm not going to tell you what he said, and immediately it's going to prize everyone's attention to it. What did he say? So Gemara is going to explain exactly what he said. But let's continue. They also said before him, They said before, he said, the Once again, that if you eat pat kuti, so pat from the kutin, then it's like pat and it's like eating pat aku. Basically, so Amar lo shtoku silence lo Amar lachem. I don't want to tell you. Maybe it says basar chazir. Basar chazir. What did I say? No, you said pat chazir. Never mind. I mean, so I mean, said basar chazir. Sorry, which is like pat akum, as we said, and therefore, um, therefore, it is. Uh, so, in other words, he said silence. I don't want to tell you what he really says. And again, the Gemara is going to explain soon. Merchatz shehuska b'teven. If you've got a merchatz, a bathhouse that has been fired by Tevin and Kash, straw and, and, and the like that's been, that has of Shvit. Now this is animal food, right? So it says, Mutar la chotzpo, you can, you can, you can bathe in it. However, imit chashevhu, if he's an important person, hareza lo Now, what are we talking about here? So the idea is, firstly, you're allowed, it seems to be you're allowed to make get better, according to Reb Chaim, allowed to get benefit from this bathhouse. Why? Because once the straw and the, and the stubble and the like has already been um, burnt, it's already muvar no olam, and all you're getting benefit is it's no longer really there. You're just getting benefit from the heat. However, imit chashevhu, if it's an important person that's using this bathhouse, people think, oh, he's given the license to use something else in this manner, which you shouldn't be doing. In other words, 
again, sometimes the high standard has to be has to be taken by people of importance. However, what's interesting, the Ravid says completely different. He says, no, you can use this bathhouse. There's nothing wrong with this bathhouse. However, only if it's Bechina. However, if you pay for it, then you're doing schora with something as Kedusha Shviz. But someone who is an important person, even if he's going for free, an important person using this proprietor's bathhouse is of value because look, you know, it's like in these, in these uh, takeaway joints where they put up photos of the famous people that have come to their, you know, bought their schnitzels, whatever it is. Because again, it's it's uh, it's it's of incredible value to them. So therefore, mitra shevhulo, and therefore you shouldn't do so because then it's as if you're doing schora b'shvies as well. Um, the Pnei Moshe has a very different take on this sugya. He says that, um, uh, because he says you're allowed to use a bathhouse. Why? Because he says a bathhouse is a Hashem Rafua. However, if you're an important person, they may add other things like smelling spices and other things to, to this fire for the bathhouse, which is an inappropriate use of things at a Krusha Shvies, which is, again, a completely different take of the sugya. But um, again, that's just for the sake of completeness, but we'll continue where kind of normal. Let's continue. I'm Rabbi Yossi. Zoto Meritus, it says, Asur, Shasuli Kachlo Isha well, we've got to go a bit faster. Sorry. I'm Rabbi Yossi. It seems quite clear for me you're allowed to use what? You're allowed to use, you're allowed to do Kiddushin with Meshvis. Why? Delachen. Dimlochen. Delachen is like Dimlochen. Ma ben hakone isha ma ben ma ben kone shivcha. What difference is it between doing a Kinyan in terms of Kiddushin when before in the Mishnah said you're not allowed to do kone abadim shvachot? You're not allowed to purchase a. a, a um, a um a a mid a maid servant. Now it's not to saying that marrying a woman is like buying a slave. What it is saying is that since it since it's like a um probably more like buying a master, you'd say, right? Um, but uh, but uh, the but the idea is that since it's it, since they're both transactions and use a use a mechanism of transaction is part of to formulate the the bond of a marriage or a kiddushin. So since you can't do that, since it's the same type of um, trappings, if you like, or mechanism, you can't do it for shifra, you can't do it for Kiddushin. That's my politically correct way of framing this sugya. Let's continue. Um, it says as well, you're not allowed to use it to seal and strengthen a tan or an oven or kirayim. You're also allowed to do that for treating sandals and shoes. Again, You cannot also put it on your foot while your foot is inside the sandal, because what you're doing, because again, therefore, it looks like you're now doing it for the sandal or you are treating the sandal. However, what you can do, you can put it on your foot, put the oil on your foot because you like on your skin and then put it in the shoe. Now, according to Barfulda, that's because it doesn't look like you're doing it directly. But according to Reb Chaim, he brings a more fundamental reason. He says, once you've used it on your body, then it's far mechulal. It, it's already been used. And therefore, if it then, after the fact, happens to affect the shoes, there's nothing wrong with that. And he bases that on, uh, he says we learned it from trauma, but we're running out of time. So you can see that in your own time later. Let's continue. It says, You can um, cover your body with oil and then roll around on some sort of uh, on some, some uh, a, a leather, leather mat. However, you're not allowed to put it on a stone, a marble floor, and then then, then roll all over it. Not that it's, it's not that it's treating the marble. It's just the concern is, what's the concern? The concern is you're not going to end up picking it all up. 
It's not all going to come on the body and some of it's going to be wasted and left there on the marble. Rabbi Shimon Gomez says his matter says that's not a problem. Let's continue. Um, fine, let's continue. And now, the question was, when I said to you, when Rabbi Akiva says, I don't want to tell you what I really said, then the question is, what does Rabbi, Rabbi Yezid really say when it comes to his first case of someone who uses its oil to treat leather? We said it has to be burnt. So the Gemara says, or really say. So we've got two different opinions. One is actually really more harsh, and Rabbi Kibbutz reveal how harsh he was, whereas other shittis is actually more makel. So Rabbi Yossi says, says the bones of such a person should be burnt for doing such a thing. So it's almost like a curse. I mean, not only the leather should be burnt, but that individual as well. However, Rabbi says, no, he's actually being more matir. And I didn't want to reveal his shita in this situation. He's actually, Rabbi he says, he's mutar. This is the part Kot Koti. So Amr Rabbi Yossi, Zotom Eretz, Asuli Kach, now it says, Bito Shel Ama Aretz. Now what's interesting here is, what's that got to do with Asugya? We just said, you know, I had a ochel pat of a Koti, and he says, Zotom Eretz, Asuli Kach, Bito Shel Ama Aretz, you know, I had a marry Bito Shel Ama Aretz. So one understanding is simply because she doesn't know the laws of Maiser, so therefore, the Chashudahi Gam Lachil, might end up feeding you the bad thing. However, the um, Rabbi Chaim says, you don't repeat or say, it's not bito, it says, you should say, pato shel ama'aretz. Meaning, the assumption is sugya, the kutim were considered um, not geri ariot at this stage, but rather the assumption was a geri emet. So why can't you have the bread of a pat of, of a kuti? Because, because they were ama'aretz. So therefore, you see here, zotomere asuli kach pato also of an ama'aretz. So that's how, that's the, Way Reb Chaim understands the Derevish Sugya, and he has more of a he has an interesting way to, to actually com, combine the two opinions. He says is that also connects to also Asuli Kach But why? He says let's go back. What's the whole reason why you're not allowed to have Pat Akum in Mishum Chatnut? So if we're extending it now to the Kuti, and then by extension we're extending it to the Amaaretz. Well, the whole reason is Mishum Chatnut anyway, so that means Asuli Kach Bitoshel Amaharetz. That's how he sort of makes a synthesis between these two, or harmony, I should say, between these two different ways of reading the Sugi, which I thought was quite um, clever. Let's continue. Lo Amar Now, the question is, Rabbi Chizkiya Amar, you know, what's the case with, Kut, with the Patosh Kuti? What, what didn't Rabbi Akibun reveal about Rabbi Eliezer's real opinion was? To Chizib Hashem, Rabbi Achiz's Mate Rabbi Eliezer, Chamitzan Shel Kutim Lachar Pesach Miyad. So what he what he didn't want to reveal is is even though the kutim were nechshad to what to keep chametz during Pesach, nonetheless you allowed able to purchase chametz from the miyadach Pesach. Why? Because this is such an interesting position in their thinking that despite the fact they were nechshad to keep chametz, as soon as Pesach was over, if they had the opportunity to have chametz shelo avar Pesach, they would have opted to take the other option, meaning. New chametz and not chametz of Allah Pesach. It's interesting. Uh, that was the thinking of a kuti. Okay, let's continue. Merchatz Rehuska. It says, "Hada detayma be'ilin dumus dumsaya from ilin privata asur." So there's different ways of understanding this. Now we explain the whole concern with these baths. The, the whole heter of using a bath that had was fueled by products of kushishvis is that they're already considered burnt up already by the time you used it. So he says. That they're, when they're talking about those baths, according to Reb Chaim, that the, was already all burnt up. However, privata would be asur. These smaller ones, it sounds like the, the, the translations, direct translations, is a dumsaya seems to be a public bathhouse and privata is in private. Privata is, seems to be smaller ones. Um, 
that seems to be uh, those ones that seem to be that the cash and the and the cash and the and the straw and the like would still be present. They're still getting hana derech from the actual from the kedushat That would seem to be also. That's where Rebbe Chaim explains it. Whereas the Pnei Moshe, as I said, it seems to be um, it seems to be that the public bathhouses when there was no you could use for fools and no chashash, they were adding in extra things. But these private, more royal ones where they might be adding extra smelling things that they're using. Other products that shouldn't be used for fueling about, fueling about on on on, on, on shmita, that would be a problem to do so. Okay, let's continue. We said if he's a dam chashuv, he shouldn't use it. As the Gemara just explained it for us, he would travel from Lud to Beit Kuvrin. He would go to Beit Kuvrin instead of, of, of bathing in, in Lud, begin in order to bath, bathe because where he was, they used. Um, store of Kedushishvis, so he went to a he went to a different town because he was a dam chashuv to use um, where they wouldn't use Kedushishvis to fuel their fuel their baths. By the way, the whole bathhouse will give us many other explanations about it. Rosh Hashanah is called a completely different derech, but you can see that in your own time. Let's continue. Rabbi Shimon Melakish says, "Have a butzra." He was in Batra, um, oh butzra, sorry, not Batra, butzra. Chamtul mezalfim lahada afrodita. Now this uh, Aphrodita bathhouse, Penemosha says, we've seen this idea before, this is in the of Azara. If you recall, Rabbi Gamliel was questioned by this, uh, I can't remember who it was, uh, a, a, um, a Roman, I think it was, why are you using the bathhouse of Aphrodita? Isn't it because there was a bath and there was Aphrodita, this is idol there, and how can you be using this bathhouse? And he says, I can't answer you, in, I can't teach you Torah in a uh, bathhouse. And he told him after, when he came outside, he says, well, use... The whole, the whole, uh, the whole context is wrong. Meaning, you never say, "Let's make a bathhouse for this Aphrodita." You, if you're having a house of Vodazara, you wouldn't start urinating and you wouldn't start walking around naked. Clearly, she's balatrumi. Meaning, the bathhouse was the first. You'd happen to put an idol inside it, so therefore, it's not really considered beta Vodazara in that context. And that, that's the whole Mishnah there. However, what he saw, they were mezalfim. They started pouring. It sounds, sounds to, seems to be they started pouring uh, some wine in front of this Aphrodite as a, as a form of Vodazara. And Reb Shimon Menachish saw that the people were using that bathhouse. Amalu late Asur, Sa'atu Shal, Reb Yochanan, and Reb Yochanan, Amalai, Reb Yochanan, Beshem, Reb Shimon Menachish, says, Ain Devarsha Rabbim Asur. He says, since it's bathhouse is a Devarsha Rabbim, it's not Asur. Now they can't make a Devarsha Rabbim Asur. Something that belongs to the public. In other words, if it was a Beit Avodah that's one thing. However, this is a bathhouse, a bathhouse, a rabbin, just because these, these people, these other worshippers come now and start pouring wine in front of it and, and worshipping whatever it was, they can't make it asu. Okay, then a capacity to make this, uh, this public uh, inst- the public property or institution asu. Next. Let's continue. So Pegam is Ru, Rivuzim Ashotim, we'll uh, learn what these, all these things are. Rivuzim, we've got Marfo, this is Asparagin, okay? Asparagus, maybe, Asparagin, Ashotim, Vachaluglogot, which is purslane, we're going to see exactly what it is, Kuspar, Shabaharin, Vachkarpas, Karpas is like a celery, Shabanaharot, Vachgarger, this Garger shell Afer, this is like a field rocket. And importantly, all these things are growing Makom Hefger. And what's interesting here is important to understand for the end part of the sugya, is that they're specifically talking about ones that grow baharim, meaning there they're generally hefker. Those in the sadeh might be mishumar, but that, we'll see what it, why it's important in a minute. They're paturim and amaisya, firstly, because they grow up on their own, meaning they're just growing wildly. They're patur bin amasrot. And similarly, nilkachim kol adam 
meaning you can purchase from anyone during the Shemitah year, Shein Kotem and Nishma. In other words, we're not Choshesh, they might be Nishmar, meaning they might be the people who have kept them in their property and not made them Hefke. And otherwise, if they would, according to some opinions, it would be Asur. The product would be Asur to eat. And Reb Chaim goes into more detail exactly about this. Um, but what's interesting, he also quotes a bubbly, by the way, that if you do, if you purchase from one of these individuals, you can't purchase huge amounts, only three sildot. Why? Because the concern is if the person's an Amar, so giving something to Mish Fierce, and we're concerned he might not treat it properly. So therefore, if you're giving a small amount of money that you can assume is going to take the money and buy a meal immediately, then there's no problem. Okay. When it comes to Svich Echardal, since it's not Chashuv, the Gzer of Svich doesn't apply. Rabbi Shimon says, now this whole thing of Svich, we're going to have to make sense of it tomorrow. Because it's discussions, exactly what Svich we're talking about. Is it that's grown in Shvis? Is it stuff that's grew from Erev Shvis into Shmita, which is the continuation Rabbi Chaim explains now? It says, Rabbi Shimon says, call Svichim Mutarim, all Svichim starting in the sixth year and going to the seventh of Mutar, Chutz Misvichai Kruv, except for Svichai Kruv. The Gemara is going to explain exactly why that is. Shein Kotzebo Yarakot Sadeh. But Chachamim Rim calls Svichim Asrim, all Svichim Asrim. So this whole question of Svichim here, we're going to have to piece together in tomorrow's Gemara, because the Gemara is going to deal with it then. So I'm going to delay the explanation of it now. Let's continue. Now here's a famous story with the uh, maidservant of, of the Shifcha of Rebbe. However, it's portrayed here slightly differently you're familiar with. As it says as follows, Rebbe Chagai says, In other words, the term Serugin, where you can read the Megillah Serugin, tying to Mishnech Nas Adar, we have Sugis that relate to Megillah. So that's Serugin. Which is ancient Mishnah, and also the question of who goes first, who give cover to first, is it age before wisdom or other way around? Rabban had a they didn't know what to, they didn't know what the story was. Then they could they had this question. So let's go and ask by the house of Rabbi. They went there and the Shifcha came out. Mishal um they came. To the, so Michelle Bet Rebbe, the Shifra Rebbe came out to greet them. But Amra Lahen, Hiknas Hashanim. Those who are older come in first. So before they even open their mouth, one question is already answered. Amra Ilim Palankadmai, Ilim Palankadmai. So you go first. They decided you go, you go. And then Jarod Ilim Katin Katin, they started coming, entering in a piecemeal, bit by bit. So I said, Ah, Amra Leh, and she said, Amra Leh, and she said, Why are you coming in Surugan? That answers number two. So when it says in the Megillah, you can read Megillah Surugan, Surugan means with long pauses, if you like. Next, Chada Rebbe, one of the Talmudim Havitain Parpachina, they are holding this Parpachina, the Gulte, the Nafalminet fell on the floor. Amra Leh, she said to him, Rebbe, she said this to Rav, Rebbe, Rebbe, Nit Parzuch Chaluglok Teich. Your chaluglogot scat on the floor. So before, they didn't have to even say a word. And the whole interactions with this, this shifcha of Rebbe was put to her all their questions. Let's continue. Mao karpas shebanarot, Rebbe Yossi Barachanini says it's pritrosilinun. Okay. So velamalotanina seva zovar kurnitimahen. Why didn't the Mishnah also mention there's other dvarinda of hefker that we've seen previously, seya zovar kurnit, with those that are mentioned that are hefker in our Mishnah? Says Shalot Omar, don't think the reason is because Elul the Seya, meaning those that we're asking why they're made at Nishmir Bachatzer Bachayim, the Elul that the reason is because of Pegam, those that are uh, that are that are less Chashuv. If they're Nishmar Bachatzer, they be Peturim. No, because Elul the Elul, if they're both Nishmar and the Chatzer, both these categories of food or groups of food, they would be Chayavim in Shvius and. Um, um, 
sorry, chayavim, uh, fine. However, um, however, so, and also don't say elul, meaning to say, if it's nishmarim begina, chayavim ve'il nishmegina peturim. You might, don't say it's because if they were already mentioned together, that's right, they shouldn't be mentioned together because of different halachas. Because if those are nishmar and beginner, meaning the say they're chayvim, and those are the nishmar and beginner. Now, nishmar and beginner means that they're, they're, they're in a beginner with other vegetables. And you might, and, and the beginner is closed off to, to, to shomer all the vegetables that are there. So you might think, ah, because it's, in the, it's only, I might be only Kaseya and Nishmarim beginner, the Chayvim, the Elu Pegam, the Nishmarim, the Beturim. No, Elu, Elu, the Elu, him Nishmarim beginner, the Beturim. In other words, they both share the same law. So if all these vegetables are sharing the same laws, why aren't, why do we omit some of them and include others? So, and when otherwise, otherwise have been mentioned in previous Mishnahs. So, so it says, no, so in other words, the reason is, is because when it comes to as of um, the ones we haven't mentioned, they're Rubam in a hefker. We know for sure there's like that's Pashut that Krishna Shavi doesn't apply to them. You can link However, these other things, since it's only the ones that Rubam actually grow in the Sade, and we're only talking about the ones from the Harim, you might think we should be Choshesh because the Rubam that's of the Sade. That's why the Mishnah to teach us that no, those ones, the Harim, they're considered Hefker and you can still purchase them, Mikol Adam. Let's just read a little bit more. Maushi Asurim Mishum Svichim. Should now these things be Asurim Mishum Svichim? All these things that are Hefker. So as Shimin Shimin Mahara, we can look at Mishnah, Rabbi Huda says, since Chardal is not considered Chashuv at all, then the Zero Svichim doesn't apply to. We're not concerned that people are going to start planting Chardal. We see that the, 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 the rationale why the Zero Svichim doesn't apply to Chardal is because Shalom Nechshudu. So, so these two as well, since these ones as well, because again, Rubam Grome Hefker. We can purchase from anyone. We're not chosha. They're going to come from this place of Shamur. Therefore, you mutarim and the Xeris Svichim wouldn't apply to them either. But as I said, this whole question of Svichim, we're going to have to address in much more detail in tomorrow's Gemara to make sense of all the different opinions in our Mishnah. All right. Kol Tov, everyone. Have a good day.